Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your host, Steven. And Kyle. And it is way later than it needs to be for us to start recording right now. Absolutely. Hell yeah. It's what we do. Just procrastinate until there's no time left. Yeah, it's what we do. And not to mention, life has been crazy and... Me and Steve's schedule is <laughs> Fuck. so fucking different that we don't even really get to see or talk to each other. So when we do get together, we like to talk shit way too long, and then here we are. Not getting anything done. Not getting anything done. You know what would really help right now? What's that? A fucking monster. A monster would help. To crack open a monster, but I've already drank two today, so my heart will probably explode. I have only had one, thankfully. But if they want to send us some, that'd be dope. I agree. Today, I have put together a few cryptid cases, because I know we haven't done a cryptid in a while, so um, putting them together. Going to smash them out. Hell yeah, brother. But first, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Come on over, hang out with us, share memes, talk about weird shit you found on the internet, Tell us uh, your personal experiences. We could definitely always use more listener experiences. Absolutely. The more, the merrier. If you do have a personal experience, Kyle's going to tell you how to shoot it over. You can record yourself with just about anything. Literally anything. The voice memo app on your smartphone, the camera, anything that you can use to record yourself with. Then you can shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also just write your story out and send it in. You can get a hold of Steve on Facebook, me on Instagram. Yeah. Throw Twitter. Your, yeah, throw your stories at us from on there. Whatever you guys want to do, like, like I said previously, whatever is more convenient for you, it will work for us. Yep. Leave us a comment on YouTube. Whatever you need to do, message us. We'll eventually get back to you. Yeah. We're not great about getting back but we try we're not great at much nothing uh if you do listen to us from apple or itunes podcast please jump over there and leave us a five-star rating interview or i mean whatever kind of star rating or review but the more we get the more it helps us become visible to other pod or podcast listeners who are looking for stuff in our genre you know, paranormal conspiracies. The more of those five stars we have, the more it kind of pushes us to the surface when people are looking for that. And we will gladly shout you out if you leave us a five-star rating and review. And just for note, we only got four more on here than we're going to be out of them. So people dun, dun, better get dun. over here and start dropping the fives. Today's, though, is brought to us from our friend Wayne. He says, phenomenal, five stars. Really enjoying this podcast. Such a great broadcast. Thanks, guys. From Wayne, from Coffs Harbor, Land of Bananas, Australia. Another Australian dude. Australia is fucking killing it. We love it. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much for the support. It is just, I, I will never get used to the fact that people from around the planet listen to our podcast. I'm with you. It's crazy. It's beyond crazy. It's double crazy. So, our listener experience of the day also comes from Australia. What? Coincidence? Doubt I don't it. know. Synchronicities. So, I will read this. This was submitted via email from our friend Nathan. 
He says, hey guys, how's it going? I just wanted to share another experience with you. This one was when I was around 14. A quick bit of a backstory. The area I lived in was Queensland, Australia, called Murringadan. M-E-R-I-N-G-A-D-A-N. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Feel free to correct me. It's a small country town surrounded by dairy farms and sheep farms. There have been sightings from myself and others of strange lights in the sky and other strange things in the bushland. So to the actual story. This part is only short, so I'll add two. So me and my mate went for a walk around the neighborhood at around 2,200 hours because we were bored and wanted to get out of the house. The initial walk itself was uneventful. There was no one around and it was late. Most people would be or most people would be in bed or at home. As we got to the end of the street I lived on, which was a steep hill, we were ascending the hill, and both of us had the feeling that we were being watched by something in the dark. There was only around three street lights, so not a lot of light. And we looked up toward my house, and from the darkness emerged this strange creature that stood around three to four feet tall, was quite stocky, so it's hard hard to explain, but it was, from what we could tell, grayish in color, had massive eyes, long arms with three long fingers. We didn't really notice its legs or its feet, unfortunately. Then my dog started barking like crazy, which snapped us out of our staring at this thing, and it turned its head toward the dogs, then hightailed it to my neighbor's yard at speeds that didn't make sense for its size. It was unbelievably fast. Me and my mate instantly ran as fast as we could to my house, jumping the fence and running inside and locking the door, puffing from our sprint uphill. We were greeted by my sister, who looked annoyed, saying that we had been gone for ages. The walk normally only took an hour if we were dawdling. She said we'd been gone for two. We naturally didn't believe her, so we checked the time, and sure enough, it was a bit after 12, which was a bit scary because it didn't make sense to us. She asked us why we took so long, and we didn't want to tell her because we didn't think she would believe us. After the events, the dogs would still bark late at night as something I couldn't see, but I have a feeling it may have been whatever this thing was. Thanks for reading. Sorry for the length. Love the show. You guys are awesome. Stay weird. Nathan. P.S. You can use my name when reading this. Metal sign. Yes. So first off, thanks, Nathan, for taking the time to shoot us over your story. It is kind of terrifying. A little bit. The missing time, I just don't even want to mess with. No, because there's only only really about one thing that you attribute missing time to. Yeah, especially when you see a short gray creature right before. So that's... (laughs) I don't know. You said it was stocky, had large eyes, and it was gray. So that makes me think of a gray, minus the fact that it's stocky. Maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a chubby gray. <laughs> but you said it had long arms with three long fingers, which is like I'm picturing it in my head. I'm just kind of like standing there looking up the hill, and there's barely any light, and this thing kind of comes out at the top of the hill. I don't know. It's fucking weird. And the fact that you said that when you were looking at it, you didn't get snapped out of looking at it until you heard the dogs barking. So who's to know how long you were just standing there looking at it? Right. You know, you could have been there staring at it for an hour, but what it seemed to you was only like 10 seconds, which could explain for the missing time. Hopefully it was nothing more malicious. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I... There's not much more because I've never heard uh, of anything to that degree, aside from the gray. But like Steve stated, uh, 
the fact that it was stock, he completely throws a curveball on it. Yeah, definitely. Did you, as I ask any submission, did you have any other weird experiences that had taken place in that area? Did you see any weird lights that could attribute to possible alien encounter? Or had anybody else in the area seen anything weird? Um, it's just cool to kind of corrobor- corroborate stories between different people of the area. It's also, it also amazes me how, like he was saying, that he got, he got brought out by the dogs barking, but that's when the creature took off. Like, it's you hear it in stories like that where the animal starts to react and whatever is in the vicinity is like, yeah, fuck this, I'm out. He's got yeah. a dog. They don't care about the humans, but as soon as the dog yeah. starts barking, they're like, see, uh. yeah, they don't find us threatening at all whatsoever. But the dogs start piping off and they just bail. Did you? Did you have any weird, like, I guess, telltale signs of abduction? Did you notice any odd markings on your on your body or any weird bruises or stuff of that nature? You know, like, was your shirt on inside out or some of this weird shit that people talk about whenever they uh, talk about being abducted? So, I don't know, man. It's freaking bizarre. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that he writes in some about... weird shit out there. ...how there's strange lights in the skies and all that stuff, I mean... Yeah. You know, two plus two is four. Oh, yeah, totally says that. I don't know that it was... In a, correlation yeah, with the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, the time when he saw the creature or not. They do go hand in hand, though. Absolutely. So, yeah, let us know if that is back when... If those two things kind of go go together. If the lights the people had been seeing and you'd seen came in around the same time that you had the experience with the creature. Yeah. And uh, another thing before we jump off the, the submission here, I was actually talking to, to Steve about this earlier is I love how the phrase stay weird is now kind of like our little calling card. <laughs> I know. I love when people like, end it with that. Yeah. Everybody would just say it right back to us. Like stay weird, homie. That's dope. Like it's, it's pretty cool. We do have the best listeners in the universe. For show. Just throwing that out there. For show. So thanks, Nathan, for shooting us this email. Um, if you get a chance and you have answers to some of the questions that we had, feel free to shoot them over and we'll talk about them again. Yeah, we appreciate and it. And if anything else weird happens or anything else weird you can think of, shoot that over too, man. We love hearing from everybody. Absolutely. All right. On to today's interesting little tidbit that I'm putting together here. I know we haven't talked about cryptids for a while and we did the episode on Illinois cryptids. So I thought, you know, it'd be kind of dope to just kind of mosey our way through all the States and then kind of mosey our way to other countries. So I was thinking about how to kind of get that together. So I went to our, podcast overview statistic things and i saw a list of all of the states where it gives me downloads per like by state so of course illinois is number one because we're from illinois and we have all of our local support here and everything but i went to the next one in line which is california so in honor of you guys listening to us and being so dope out there on the west coast i decided to look up some california cryptids and put a little episode together for that. Kind of cool because some of these I have never heard of. I think I got three here and I actually haven't heard of any of them. So doing the research on them and looking them up was pretty fucking rad. 
Yeah, there's so one that definitely intrigued me. <laughs> we'll save that one for last. Yeah, I like that. That one's definitely interesting. You're going to like the second one, too, because it's all, like, hella conspiracy. Good. But to start off, this one's weird as well. Um, I got a lot of my information from weirdcalifornia.com or weirdca.com. They've got a whole whole blog and list of weird cryptids and encounters and stuff. And it's a good source of information for anybody who wants to see some weird shit from California. So to start us off, I have the Lone Pine. Wow. Starting us off on that foot. Nailed it. The Lone Pine Mountain Devil or the California Mountain Devils. They're described as winged demons sent straight from the depths of hell. Fuck that. Hell yeah. Hell no. (laughs) They're said to be bat-like creatures, or bat-like in nature, large, furry, multi-winged creatures with a mouthful of venomous fangs. And they are down with the 666. Dude. They're large, furry, and have venomous fangs. No fucking way. (laughs) It's like a giant pissed off rattlesnake. it It gets better. They're said to inhabit the American Southwest and Northern Mexico. Uh, they are said to specifically attack the soft tissues of the face and neck of their victims, leaving the rest for scavengers. Awesome. They could possibly be related to or a similar species to the legendary Jersey Devil of the New Jersey Pine Barrens. Really? That kind of, that's weird. I, when you were reading that, like, my initial go-to when you said it could be in relation to, I was in my head saying Chupacabra. And well, then you go to the Jersey Devil which, by all descriptions, look like a fucking horse, draft horse with wings. Yeah, well, these these things have wings. Yeah, I know. Clearly related. No. <laughs> I don't know where these I don't people know. get their information. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's just weird. Because it seems like it has that, that same trait of fangs and stuff, like the chupacabra. At least the OG chupacabra. Maybe this and is it draws, like... it, you know, draws from the neck and stuff like that, but I don't know. It could be like a subspecies of chupacabra, like on the gremlins, how you have subspecies of the gremlins. Yeah. Some of them turn into spiders and shit. <laughs> yeah. When you mix them with chemicals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pour a little bleach on it. <clears throat> All right. The legend goes that the creature attacks those that disturb the peace or disturb the peace of its lair. It's also believed that the devil targets people who disrespect nature and its wildlife, as well as those that refuse to believe in its existence. So basically, believe it in it everybody. or it murders you. Yeah. Which believe I mean, or that, die. like when you when you talk about when it disrespects the the area that it lives and the nature and stuff, it almost like you get that sense that it's like a a type of nature's Smokey guardian. Smokey the bear. Yeah, kind of like a guardian. Yeah, Smokey the pine devil. But then it's also like, hey, guess what? If you don't believe in me, I'm also going to attack you. Yeah, everybody's getting murdered. So. We have that going for us now. <laughs> Sweet. So most of the recorded accounts are simply found on the are on the internet. Actual evidence, like hard evidence, recorded evidence, is pretty scarce. So kind of questions the validity of the entity. But if you could prove it, it wouldn't be cryptid. Yeah, but does it though? Because I mean, look at Bigfoot. True. True. Any evidence found, everybody just discards it anyway so it doesn't you know it's kind of like religion yeah whoa zinger anyway according to internet sources stories of the devil began appearing around the 1800s as more people migrated uh to the southwestern u.s specifically california horror stories began popping up about families being slaughtered travelers found mutilated and prospectors never returning from their outings only to have their corpses discovered 
with the faces missing and otherwise unrecognizable. Wow. The most famous of the Lone Pine Devil stories on the internet happened in 1878. Father Justice Martinez was traveling with a wagon train caravan of Spanish settlers. The group consisted of 37 men, women, and children. The whole entire group ended up disappearing in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Their corpses to be discovered two months later by copper miners. Father Martinez, however, survived and was found a few weeks later with his clothes and an old journal as he stumbled into a mission that was 110 miles north of San Diego. He was emaciated and severely dehydrated. Dishydrated. Dehydrated. What he witnessed caused Martinez to take a vow of silence on his travels after encountering what he quotes as beast damned by the good Lord. He kept a journal recounting his travels. He spoke of the settlers setting up a camp for the night and enjoying a celebration for St. Roderick. He said the celebration got kind of rowdy and turned into, quote, a riotous orgy. Well. End quote. Sounds like you're kind of party, Kyle. How the fuck does that... Like a riotous orgy? Is he talking like having orgy while rioting? I don't know. Maybe they're just fucking getting down. I mean, I guess so. So, it got so fucking crazy. Father's like, you know what? I'm going to go hang out in my tent on the outskirts of this camp. I'm going to be good and not participate in the orgy. And it just kept getting crazier, and they started setting trees on fire around the campsite for light and for heat. Well, what's one thing you don't want to do to the devil, the pine devil? Disrespect nature. Setting trees on fire is disrespecting nature. So from his tent, he witnessed this massacre. The last entry in his journal went as such, and I quote, My God, my God, they are all gone. The winged demons have risen. What sin have they committed against each other in thy sacred earth? May the forgiving Lord not abandon their souls, which were taken from them into the depths of hell. And through the earthly fires of man, a soul tree remained on a mountain's peak, and the devil that spared me returned to the refuge of the lone pine of the mountain. Nope. <laughs> Dude, that sounds shitty. Yeah. Imagine hanging out in your tent, and you just start hearing everybody screaming in a, not, a ba- not a good way. Just uh, You open it, and it just... Hundreds of these things just tearing people the fuck apart. Oh, dude, that would suck. I'd probably say, see ya. Well, well, I'd probably just sit in my tent and be like, yeah, I'm going to bed. I'll deal with this shit in the morning. (laughs) Sightings of the creatures have increased throughout the years, especially in the early 2000s, when stories begin to take off on the internet, oddly enough. That's interesting. Many sightings have said to be taking place west of Lone Pine, California, in the Alabama hills near Mount Whitney. Uh, posted on there were some sightings uh, that people posted on their own, so I decided to share some of these. Uh, and I quote, This was 1978 while living in southeast Los Angeles at approximately 0200 hours. My brother and I seen something similar to what you're describing. We stopped the car. It was dead quiet at 2 a.m. The creature stood approximately 40 to 48 inches high. With one push of its wings while it leaping upward toward a tree. The sound was loud enough that the homeowners seemed to be awoken and they came outside looking at the creature in their tree. It was not a bird of any type, nor humanoid looking. Up until my brother passed, we always would joke about our encounter, never trying to explain to others what we had seen. This was in the city of Bell Gardens. Another entry 
says, In late 2005, early 2006, I had two separate encounters with a devil-like creature in a small town at the outskirts of Yosemite Valley. The first incident was around 1 a.m. and it was very foggy. I was standing at the edge of my driveway and as I slightly turned away to light a cigarette, I heard the most blood-curdling demonic scream coming from my neighbor's rooftop across the street. The sound of the scream was so loud and horrifying that I just froze. I carefully tried looking with the corner of my eye, but I couldn't see it. Whatever it was appeared to be hiding behind the AC unit mounted on the roof. The second encounter was several months after the, after in the town around 1.30 a.m., a night with clear sky and all the stars were out. As I was riding my mountain bike going to a friend's house, I heard something jump from a tall tree behind me and land on the next tall tree directly to my left. It landed with so much force, the top of the tree almost touched the ground. That sounds like wow. a big-ass devil. I thought the tree was going to snap in half. At that moment, I wasn't scared yet. I was more amazed and confused, <clears throat> and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I even thought to myself, damn, that's a big bird. <laughs> <laughs> Same. First bird that came to mind was an ostrich, but I remember thinking ostriches don't fly. I saw the creature jump between two trees, and these trees are not close together, but about three to four houses apart. It was able to jump an incredible distance quickly. The third time it landed on the tree to my left is when I got a glimpse of the dark creature. With the upper body, two arms, and two legs. The legs looked very weird. It appeared to have double knees. And I don't know how, but I felt a sense or I felt a sense of its incredible strength, and that's when I realized that I'm being stalked and hunted. I'm no wimp. I've never been so scared in my life to see something as if it were the devil himself. <clears throat> it was unbelievable was beyond horrifying or terrifying put together i've never screamed so loud in my life with both of my arms in the air and i've never pedaled my bike so hard either i was running for my life and i feel very lucky to have escaped it's been 15 years now since that happened to me <clears throat> not a single night goes by that i'm not terrified to step foot outside i moved thousands of miles away after that happened but i'm still afraid at night <clears throat> even locked inside my house i'm still not sure Still not sure what demonic creature this is. If anyone had a similar encounter, I would like to know. Thanks. That's kind of uh, fucked up because a couple times throughout that story there, I made a connection, even with the uh, OG orgy guy. What else happens in that general area? 411. Yep. That's what I was thinking too. Especially whenever he came out with Yosemite. And then the Sierra Mountains and stuff. I'm like, yep, that's strange because there are a lot of people that go camping in that area, hunting in that area, and then missing in that area. Well, yeah, because especially if you run it on the guides of anybody that disrespects nature. Well, you know, what if uh, old Uncle Joe is out there hunting and he starts chewing on a beef jerky and then throws the wrapper on the ground? <laughs> Done. Done skis. But so I did make uh, that correlation too. Like, if anybody looks into missing 411, Yosemite's like the the big bullseye center of all the weird shit that goes on. And if you got shit like this out there, yeah, taking people away. Well, especially if it can take people in, in droves. Like, it, it doesn't need to just be one person. They're like, oh, there's 40 people here. Yeah, we can take care of that. Yeah, it's 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 that I made that connection too. Definitely fucking. It's weird. strange. It's a it's just it's very strange. All right, now to our number two, sweet California cryptid. 
I found one from Ventura County called the Billy Whack Monster. Okay. What a dope name. That is a pretty unique name. <laughs> the Billy Whack Monster. As the story goes, it's a tall, muscular, ape-like humanoid with long claws, gray hair, and ram-like horns on the top of its head. It lurks around the area of Santa Paula in, Virtu- er, in Ventura County. This ram-headed monster uh, calls the area known as Camulos Ranch its home. Another ranch. Weird. Specifically, it's been encountered on Aliso Canyon Road or Wheeler Canyon Road near what was once the Billy Whack Dairy and Ranch, which I'm assuming that's where he got his name from the Billy Whack Dairy. That makes sense. Uh, some stories attribute the location of its quote-unquote nest being closer to Wheeler Canyon Road, although most state it lives in the dairy and on the ranch specifically. Referred to the, as the Billy Whack Monster, the creature is tormented mostly just high school students from Santa Paula High School. They would go out and creep themselves out and then end up seeing this creature out and about, but sometimes it would attack them. It's reported to have thrown huge 50-pound rocks at their cars, even attacked the hoods of their automobiles, leaving dents. It was also reported to carry around a large club. So he's just all around just being a badass. Yeah. In the 50s, a nine-year-old boy reported being attacked and clawed by a weird animal near Billy Whack Dairy. He had scratches across his arms and his back. Another reference to the creature was in 1964, when it terrorized several hikers for hours and made headlines in a local newspaper. Uh, In 1964, a Los Angeles Times article reported that deputies found a young boy wandering around carrying a sword. He said he was off to slay the beast. The same article reports that a woman who leased the land once had to fend off 43 of these monsters that were seeking children with a shotgun until authorities arrived. That's like a... That's interesting whole community of billy wax it kind of reminds me the description kind of reminds me of the pope lick monster yeah from goat man bridge as i was describing him i was looking over the hey hollow cult the weather's getting nice and you know what that means it's cryptid hunting season and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear that's why we're excited to announce our partnership with tacovis boots When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, Regular leather boots, they they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? 
nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Public poster we have over here. And it definitely could be a similar species as the goat man. Yeah, it almost like you're describing it. It almost reminds me of the Minotaur's little cousin. Yeah, the cousin tar. There you go. So this is where it gets more more weird, I guess, if you could say that. The Billywhack Dairy, according to legend, is just a ruin of what once was a state-of-the-art like top-of-the-line dairy farm. But it goes beyond that. It also is said to contain underground rooms and tunnels. And it's also reported to be uh, in a pretty dilapidated state. But the dairy was started up and run by August Rubel, who moved to Ventura County in 1922. He established the dairy there in 1924. Rubel was a native of Zurich, Switzerland. He served in the American Field Service in France from 1917 to 1919. The urban legend connects him to the Office of Strategic Services, or the OSS. The OSS was the precursor to the CIA. If legend is true, the OSS had Rubin performing experiments in the tunnels and rooms below the dairy, including trying to create a super soldier. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Legend has it that the Billywhack monster is apparently a product of this research and experimentation that happened to escape and haunt the local area. Much like other secret organizations, the OSS uh, pretty much has no moral compass and they are attributed to all kinds of brainwashing techniques, uh, MKUltra type experiments, uh, diseases used in warfare, and pretty much anything shitty you can think of. Uh, As the urban legend goes... Rubel, after performing experiments in Ventura County, was eventually sent overseas and died mysteriously doing work for the OSS in 1943. According to historical accounts, August Rubel actually died in Tanzania when he returned to service and the ambulance he was driving hit a German landmine. So, that kind of sounds suspicious. A little bit. Like, oh, we got this guy doing all these nefarious experiments, but hey, we're going to send him back to war, and he's just going to run over a landmine, and they have essentially just clean slate. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily blame him. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Some people, some cryptozoologists think that it might be a Bigfoot or a deformed or disfigured Bigfoot that have grown horns. Yeah, when you when you were first describing it, I'm like, okay, so this is like a Bigfoot. And then you're like, it's got giant claws and ram ant. I'm like, well, not Bigfoot. Not Bigfoot. But possibly a uh, relative. Yes. Um, The whole area is kind of filled with weirdness. Probably a lot of them kind of spawn from teenagers and the stigma of the area snipers are said to hide in the mountains shooting salt and pepper pellets at people as they drive by that's weird walls and floors of the abandoned dairy are said to be stuffed with millions of dollars worth of uncashed checks made out to august ruble let's go 
And um, ironically, the Billywhack monster is not the only creature sighted in the area. 1939, several people reported seeing a strange half-monkey, half-man in Ohio, a small town about 15 miles west of the Billywhack Dairy. Reports describe the creature as the size of a 12-year-old boy with gangly long arms and black fur. So could it be another experiment of rubles that went wrong? Could be. Another thing that I found strange as you're reading the story is that it seemed like the being focused a lot on kids. Yeah. More than coming at adults, which is And I don't know if that is just... Because that's who's out there. Yeah, because that's what they were focusing on, or that's because who was out roaming around. Right, that makes sense. When we were that age, we were always out fucking doing dumb shit, going Touché. to the poorhouse and Touché. shit like that. But there are also tons of accounts of witnesses <clears throat> also on Weird CA. So I'm looking through here to find out other accounts. So here I have one that doesn't necessarily say that they saw the creature. But it does kind of corroborate the story a little bit. It says, I went to the Haunted Dairy in 1969. I was rather flabbergasted by two things. Third story rooms with walls but no floors above a swimming pool and actual uncashed checks lying in the dirt for huge amounts of money. I can't say I saw anything else, but it was creepy as hell. I refused to go into the underground area. I just had a bad feeling. I think the genetic experiments were performed on actual Bigfoot in an attempt to make an ultimate soldier. There's something out there, but I do not know what it is. Let's fucking go. Can we cash checks for uh, a dead man? Yeah. Are you willing to fight a super soldier Bigfoot? Bro. Bro. I'm just asking. Of course I am. I'm just asking. I would, I would fight a Bigfoot. A couple more. Um, I lived in Ventura for 10 years. I just moved away last summer. My best friend lives in Ohio, and even before she moved there, she had gone there with her family to investigate what some people call the scary dairy. <laughs> well, I fucking love it. I love it. They saw some crazy stuff, UFO lights in the sky and other phantoms, got some EVPs. Her brother even found torn out Bible pages describing the apocalypse. She said the whole place just gave off a very negative feeling. And their fully charged cameras drained of batteries. They were touched by unseen hands, and the mom didn't let her go on any investigations after that. Dude, I'm telling you right now, if I make it out to California for podcast-related stuff, we're going to that ranch. Scary Dairy, dog. Scary Dairy. We're going there. Anybody out that way want to take us to the Scary Dairy, please hit us up. Hell yeah. Because we're going to cash some checks. Uh Uh-huh. And find some Bigfoot. Hell yeah. Unless he comes out looking like Rambo. Well, it's a super soldier. That's what I mean. If he comes out, he's gonna be fucking stacked. Yeah, looking like Rambo with a fucking red bandana on. I'm out. Um, a couple more here. My friends and I decided to investigate the tale of the Billy Whack monster. We drove to the entrance of the farm, started to hike up a paved road that leads to the abandoned buildings. Probably halfway up the road, six of us all heard a loud growl. We continued up the path and reached the buildings. We were probably 300 feet from the building when we heard a second growl closer than the first. We all froze and stared at the building. A few seconds later, a light above the staircase turned on. We all booked it out to the car and drove off. One of my friends said they saw an upright figure on the staircase. I cannot personally confirm that since I didn't see it for myself, but it was scary. 
Yeah, I could Im- imagine that I'm scary. <laughs> you go to a place that's presumed to be abandoned, and then the lights come on. And you see something standing yeah. at the top. No, thanks. It's crazy. I'm um, just perusing through here to see some of the others, if they had any actual encounters. Um, Not seeing a whole lot. Oh, here's one. I lived in Santa Paula for 30 years, and one night returning from L.A., my husband and I saw a creature which looked half man, half goat, crossing Highway 126 near the Peru area. It stopped in the middle of the highway about 150 feet ahead of us, looked straight at us, and crossed. I couldn't believe what I saw until my husband confirmed what we had seen. We didn't share this with anyone until I recently saw a book about the ghosts of Ventura County. This incident happened in the 70s and is still as vivid as the night that we saw it. Another post here says, The story states the monster was made with Nazi genetic science and scientists captured and forced duplicate experiments in Bavaria. The goal was to make a super soldier. They did it, but they couldn't control the creatures, so they were killed. All but one who escaped. Of course there was the one. Yeah, now he's running amok in Billywhack. Yeah, he's back at the scary dairy. <laughs> scary dairy. This is the fucking best. Let's open an ice cream shop and call it the scary dairy. Ice cream shop slash haunted house. Done. Next, we have one here that seems super dope called the Dark Watchers of California. Yeah. Uh, from... Avila Beach, all the way through San Luis Obispo, all the way up to Monterey, runs the Santa Lucia Mountains. Lurking within these mountains are said to be the strange and mystifying Dark Watchers. The Dark Watchers, as they've come to be known, are apparently giant human-like phantoms that are only seen at twilight, standing silhouetted against the night sky along the ridges and peaks of the mountain range. When spotted, the beings are usually seen staring off into the open air of the mountains, Seemingly at nothing in particular before disappearing into thin air right before the onlooker's eyes. Nobody knows who or what the watchers are or where they came from or what they're doing. It's anybody's speculation as to what's going on. The uh, Kumash Indians first spoke of them in their legendary cave paintings when they drew with colorful wall art. Later, author John Steinbeck described them in his short story, Flight. Quote, Pepe looked up at the top of the next dry, withered ridge. He saw a dark form against the sky, a man's figure standing on top of a rock, and he glanced quickly quickly away not to appear curious. When a moment later he looked up again, the figure was gone. Um, It's also mentioned in Robinson Jeffers' poem called Such Counsels You Gave Me. And quote, forms that look human, but certainly are not human. Um, that's really all the information I got on them until I got down to the witness accounts here. Holy shit. Let's go. Um, I've camped a few times in Santa Lucia Range near Cone Peak, right near the coast. We were camping up on some of the coastal ridges overlooking the ocean and definitely experienced some very strange energy. My first time up there... There were three of us, including myself. One person and myself both actually spotted one of the watchers up on a high ridge, partially obscured by low-flying clouds. Neither of us were familiar with them at this time, 
and chalked it up to a tree. We slept that night. We felt indescribable discomfort and decided to keep driving north the next morning. Um, it's kind of a weird thing to tell yourself. I mean, I'd probably do it, but they saw a figure and they're like, ah, oh, it's just a tree. Yeah, I think I think it's just your brain shutting down. You know what I mean? Probably. Like like your encounter when you saw the UFO, what was your response? Go to bed. Go to bed. I'm not talking like about it. it. You know, you see you see one of the watchers on a mountain, you're like, it's a tree, I'm going to sleep. Yep. I'm like I said, I totally could see it. It just like the logic behind it is not very good. Another encounter, um, this one's posted anonymously in twenty eighteen. Today my boyfriend and I were driving from Arroyo Grande to Stockton, about an hour outside of AG, we saw a dark human figure in the hills. It was several hundred yards away from the road and seemed to be trudging laboriously uphill in the 95 degree sun. Despite rubbernecking multiple times to try to get a better look, we couldn't distinguish any identifying marks, no seams of clothing, no hint of shoes or anything. Just solid black walking up the hill under the burning afternoon sun. Uh, there was a small station with a tank and a satellite on the opposite side of the road. I wondered if we didn't see some kind of strange ritual. Um, people are starting to correlate the Dark Watchers with shadow people. People are talking about seeing them in Texas as a shadow person with a brimmed hat. Are they related to the Dark Watchers of California? seen them multiple times in my lifetime living right spot in the area where they are from they seem to have different clothing than described when i see them but every time i do not feel alarmed when i see them see that would almost make you think that there's different entities then yeah because most people that have a run-in with it are like this is not cool i don't need this yeah, get and me then, the hell out of here. You know, then, this guy was like, oh, they seemed all right. Not that bad. You know, they didn't really fuck with me, so. Which is kind of the opposite of the Hatman encounters because usually 90% of the people that encounter the Hatman talk about feeling like anxiety and anxious and scared. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. You're <clears> seeing <throat> something that's not supposed to be there, and it's there. Another one, I was hiking up a remote trail up the 33 in Ohio. I was about an hour up the mountain. No people, no cars in sight. As I was hiking, I had this eerie feeling that I was being watched. I looked up at the top of the mountain. I saw a black figure. I waved, jokingly, not really thinking the object was a person, and then it waved back. Oh, boy. Thinking I was maybe tripping or that the tree was waving in the wind, I took a puff of my cigarette only to see the figure blow out a plume of smoke as well. I started seeing it flowing, and when I say flowing, I mean almost floating vertically. I ran like hell back to my car spraining my knees in the process that would be fucked up yeah here let me just go ahead and not mimic only is it a shadow man yeah but it's a shadow of yourself essentially yeah mimicking a mimic man that's even more terrifying awesome we just found a new cryptid <laughs> the mimic man <laughs> i lived in canada and i saw a seven foot man very slowly walking along a fence line he seemed to be a solid shadow but because he appeared to be behind the six foot fence, I didn't get a good look at him. Every time it's twilight, I look out at all the fences to see him again to confirm what I saw, but I haven't seen him since. I saw a dark watcher just about the du- just about dusk in June of 2016. He was standing near the ocean cliffs just outside of Hearst Castle. No one could see him in our party except me. As I walked toward it, he vanished. <clears throat> I had a sense of foreboding. 
and a very scary feeling when I saw him. Again, there's your feeling of foreboding and yeah. anxiety. There's just tons of these experiences. That's crazy that there's so many. And I've never heard of it before. Right. I'm a long-distance runner. Not not me. This is somebody else's experience. <laughs> I'm a long-distance runner. Most of my training is up in the good old California mountains. I had a long run scheduled, so I headed out. I headed to Veterans Park in San Fernando Valley. Time of day was around 2 p.m. I was running and up in an area where no human could climb without gear. I saw a black figure in plain daylight. I've never seen anything like it up in the mountains. It was darker than a dark or than dark could be. I had no way to explain it. A year passed, and today again, January twenty fourth, I saw it again in the exact same spot. That's um, weird. Yeah, they go back years. Like here's one from twenty fifteen. I saw a dark figure about seven feet tall in the mountain by Vernal, Utah. It was a late winter lo- or late winter, lots of snow. The moon was full. Um, there's not a whole lot of punctuation here, so bear with me. Uh, yeah, we're going to skip that one because it's impossible to read. Awesome. I first saw this shadow figure and thought it was a person. It was standing over my friend while he was asleep. When it seemed that it could be seen, it ran down the hall and out of my house. I ran after it, but found nothing. Not long after my friend killed himself. Oh, shit. Damn. Trigger warning. That's heavy. I woke up to the same being being at the end of my bed. I was worried about my baby, so I asked it, where is my son? It told me that he was watching TV. My son was about three months old. So I thought it was lying because my son was a baby. I jumped up to find my son with his father watching TV. I really had a feeling that it is not evil. I just think it be it's being so weird, and it was scared of me. So it's misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. That, that first one, like where... The guy ended up killing himself. Um, yeah. Imagine, like, place yourself in that guy's shoes. Imagine laying in bed, and you see <clears throat> an all-black figure, this dark entity, leaning over your buddy's bed. Yeah. Do you what? What do you do? Exactly. Do you wake him up. Do you tell him? Exactly. Because you see it going for somebody you know, and you're like, "What is about to happen?" Like you said, what do I do in this situation right now? It's weird. Super weird. It's weird. Like, this is something I'm definitely going to look into because... Yeah, like I want to research more. Yes. Because I got a couple more like experiences people have put up. <clears throat> it says, interesting stuff. Many, many years ago, I was with a friend driving through a dirt field here in Moreno Valley near Alessandro, the old East Park near what I believe were old abandoned barns that I'd always heard of were haunted when my friend's car broke down. Could have been a coincidence, but it was a beat-up Volkswagen bug. It was dusk at best, and there was no way we were going to make it out of the field before it was pitch black dark. Instead of chancing and getting super lost or hurt in the dark, we decided to sleep in the car and set out in the morning to go get help. It was way before the days of everyone having a phone or cell phone and quick help. As we were killing time in the pitch in the pitch black, we were hanging out inside and outside of the car, sharing smokes, and we started to distinctly see what looked like black shadows, evenly distributed, completely encircling us, but they did not move. They stayed motion motionless but were significant in size and base significant in size and based on distance, I would say they were at least the size of a small car like the bug we were in. Whatever these were seemed to be hunched over, perhaps kneeling. 
Time passed. They never moved, though we walked around the car and got in and out of the car to see if what we were seeing was some sort of optical optical illusion yet we could not explain or discredit what we were seeing to this day it still racks my brain no that's fucking that's creepy okay dude seriously why the fuck would you get out of your car to go check and see if they're real if you're sitting there and you can see them (coughs) kneeling or standing encircling your vehicle do not get out (laughs) It doesn't seem like a very Dude, smart so move. So many of these are so goddamn. It's crazy. Like, and what's crazy is how these experiences, most of them are pretty fucking recent. Like, I've noticed some of the dates on. Yeah, they're all within the last 10 years. Yeah. So, they got pretty <laughs> recent. And it sounds like, looks like, it is actually in pretty high frequency. Yeah. One early morning when my car was in the shop and my sister was taking me to and from work in Salinas over San Juan Garde Road, we were coming home from the San Juan Bautista Hollister side when we saw a very large dark figure standing at the edge of the mountains, which is extremely weird since I've never seen anyone cross over the barbed wire fence, and I traveled that road daily and at all hours. We drove by it slowly behind the figure, noticing it staring off into the distant valleys and mountains, Fremont's Peak. It appeared to have a large cape with straight shoulders that were very broad and it seemed to have a hunch on its back. At first, from a distance, I thought it was a condor, but when it got closer, it stood almost 10 feet tall. It did not notice us driving behind it, but when we found a spot on the cliffy road to turn around to get a better look, it was gone. This was September of 2010. Another hunchback one, so that's weird. Uh, 2011 encounter when I returned from work walking around 12 to 1 from a small distance before crossing the street I saw a dark thin figure I tried to fast walk to see it as I got to it it vanished when I got to the place where I saw it the temperature dropped and it was cold another from 2011 while flying my twin engine beachcraft on a southerly course in just 20 nautical miles north of Vandenberg Air Force Base I glanced toward the Santa Lucia range just after sunset and saw what appeared to be seven large dark figures spaced evenly apart they had an even spacing of about one quarter of a mile wow weird I still can't oh, this one's fucking get over creepy how frequent these are 2011 as well up here in the eastern sierras we see dark watchers all the time they're always out at dusk and dawn all you see is the dark a dark tall silhouette they almost look like horses standing on their hind legs with the assistance of a walking stick it's pretty creepy and no one has ever seen them up close they disappear the moment you try to get close that's so weird so weird 2013, I remember one day my friend and I were coming back from Los Angeles. We passed the San Luis Obispo Reservoir, and as we drove on the road, I saw something at a distance down the road at the end of the mountain. It was a really big human figure, but it wasn't. It had a black cape, kind of like the Grim Reaper, and was leaning over holding a staff at a puddle of water, or so that's what it seemed like at a distance. It was in the daytime, too, so I could definitely identify that it was not a person. Even in mid-light, he was very black and reminded me of a raven. I told my friend uh, that was driving to look over at the mountains, and surprisingly, she was able to get a glimpse of it. I asked her what she saw without giving her details, and she saw exactly what I saw. 
She only looked at it for about five seconds, but she was able to see it. She almost lost control of the car, too, when she looked away. I begged her to go back to see it, but she was very tired of driving. The dark watchers are real. That's crazy. So it's it's, it's super weird intriguing. that the, the stories kind of corroborate one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they kind of like one says, I saw him hunched over. And then another one's like, I saw it hunched over. And then another one's like, I saw it with a staff. And then another one saw it with a staff. So going through all these personal accounts here on that weirdca.com, I come across this one, which Kyle's going to love. Sweet. It says from anonymous in Northern California, These are Masonic rituals. End of discussion. Mind your own business, people, for your own safety. (laughs) Well, that's not ominous at all. Damn, right? And it's weird that that one woman said that she saw one walking on the mountain and she saw the stuff on the other side of the road and she wondered to herself whether there was some kind of weird ritual going on. Yeah, yeah, I remember you talking about that. That's it. What if they are weird-ass fucking Masonic rituals? That's weird. What makes it even weirder is what if these are all just people in weird-ass suits standing around in the mountains? Dude, that would be... I don't know which one would be fucking creepier. I'd rather deal with just the regular ones. Yeah. Think crazy, crazy people out there? I don't know. I'll have to... We'll have to look in to see if... If we... Look into Masonic rituals and see if you can't find a correlation between those beings and the rituals themselves. I wonder if we could even find. We probably couldn't get any Masons to talk to us on here. Fuck no. Not about anything. So weird. Like crazy. So that's about all I got. I just picked those three because I figure they probably fit our timetable. And I wanted to give a shout out to our California listeners since. They like to come in and represent. Yeah. We, we appreciate, appreciate all it. of you. For sure. It is dope. And on a side note, from our end of the world episode, two episodes, three episodes ago, just got a text message back. Sweet. Yeah, from the from the newest flyer, the Egress Industries. The AKA <laughs> Batman call. Yeah. I so after I called them. We should just probably do an episode on this. Should yeah. I should I cliffhang them right here? I don't know. Will we have enough? Well, I mean, if we look into the company itself, we might have enough for an episode. Yeah, maybe. I don't care. It's up to you. Psych. You're just going to have to tune in to a later date uh, and figure uh, out what's going on. Uh, so, anyway, sorry about that. I just uh, My phone just went off, and I was like, who the hell's texting me at 1 o'clock in the morning? Definitely weird flyer, people. Awesome. Cool. So, anywho, awesome. thanks to all of our listeners in every state, in every country. You all are the dopest yeah, forever. We, we appreciate it a lot. Yeah, we love you guys. We wouldn't be anything, anywhere without you all. Um, until next time, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Till we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and uh, where am I going to go with this? If you encounter weird pine devils, I don't know, just don't get into a riotous orgy and they'll probably leave you alone. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, you can if you want. Whatever. Whatever. See ya.